she hates yeah. it there too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta start somewhere, man. Gotta put it in the bed. Yeah. Bring it the gun. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we speed in the rumored leaks for the Flash movie. Oh, zoom, zoom. Yep. July is the deadline for Disney to beat Comcast and gain Fox's true love. <laughs> oh, romantic. Before that last pedal falls, Mike. Mike also predicts over 14 million future outcomes and Ooh. probably only gets one of them right. <laughs> my, mind is, my mind is sharp. Yeah, and more this Ooh. week. I can't wait until we get a little later into the show where I get to uh, gloat possibly a little bit and then also I'm going to predict other things, you know, just to throw my average out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd hate for your ego to, to get to your head, man. So, <laughs> um, We were just talking right before the show here. Um, summer movies are, are starting to come out, movies that maybe aren't in our wheelhouse, maybe some that are. Uh and I, I kind of just want to go over the show. Um, we, we're going to see The Incredibles, right, Mike? We yeah, we're going to see The Incredibles. I got my, you know, typical casual Saturday morning ticket. This is either going to go very well or very That's bad. That's a horrible idea. Because is spe- since this is, a, since this is a, like a children's movie, it could just be flooded with kids. But I'm also kind of hoping maybe 10 a.m. is possibly a little too early for them maybe the parents would opt for like the second showing after 10 <laughs> we'll have to wait and see i'm not 100 percent sure but when i do go into a pixar movie i have totally different expectations for the audience when mm-hmm. i go into a marvel movie everyone needs to shut up uh throw your jalapenos away from me don't bring your dogs in keep your phones out of control but like if i'm in like in a like a pixar movie and there's kids around me and they're like Ooh, wow looking at the screen like oh dad this is cool or uh, i'm it's just i have the expectation that's going to happen and i just have a better time so that's always good to know know the type of movie that you're going into who's bringing dogs in the movie theater that's that was the <sighs> Man. most like pointed reference you've made the movie going experience yet. have you seen a dog in your movie theater recently uh when i went to the movies for solo i didn't see a dog in my theater but i saw a woman get out of her car with this little tiny white dog and walk towards the theater and i was like lady there's only one thing you could be walking to and i think it's the movie theater so i was very upset but i did not see her later after i got my popcorn so that was okay um but I think after The Incredibles, the only the, the other movie that I'm surprisingly looking forward to is uh, Jurassic World 2. Just because at this point, Jurassic World is kind of like my Fast and the Furious. Like, I just want to see, like, crazy dinosaurs, like, crawling through tubes and, like, molten metal and lava dripping down. That just, just looks fun and crazy. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. I mean, there's not a whole lot this well, year Ant- that Ant-Man I'm... and the Wasp. Well, yeah, but also, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp is this weird thing where it's just like, well, I get my Marvel movie, but it's not going to answer any questions that I have from the last Marvel movie I watched, really. So it's like, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to it, but, like, it almost feels like something I need to check off the list. Like, I I think I'll I'll be happy once I'm sitting down and watching it, but I'm, like, not counting down the days right now. And then there's not a whole lot left. Uh, I think I might talk about Aquaman a little bit in my prediction corner. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I guess Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse back in December, we got a couple more months till that, but yeah. that looks like it might be fun. Winter's uh, winter's going to be interesting. I know there's a lot of stuff that are not put out for that yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but as, as for the summer, I mean, superhero wise after Ant-Man and the Wasp in July, we're kind of dried up for a minute or two. 
Uh, did you see the trailer for Sorry to Bother You in front of Deadpool? Sorry um, to bother... What? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a comedy about the telemarketer uh, who's African-American oh, who finds out he can use his white voice. Yeah, the guy from Atlanta and his like white voice yeah. is like, David Cross, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that looked really funny. Okay. Uh, I didn't know about that. But I mean, I'm excited to see Incredibles 2. I will watch Fallen Kingdom for you, Mike, but I am not yes. thrilled about going back to <laughs> Jurassic World again. Yeah. Um, but other than that, if, I just want to say if any of our listeners had any movies they were watching this summer that we've missed because we're looking for news you know, more so than we're looking to the next release sometimes, let us know. Like, I want to know what you guys are watching this mm. summer. And on the, on the same note of uh, Sorry to Bother You, uh, totally not a superhero movie, but there's this uh, Spike Jones movie coming out. Um, called uh, The Black Klansman that has Kylo Ren in it, so that kind of <laughs> circles it back around to superheroes and Star Wars a little bit. And um, it also has um, Denzel Washington's son in it. I forget his name, but he's also in the HBO show Ballers with The Rock. Denzel so, Washington Jr. Yeah, but it looks it's just looks like this hilarious movie of uh, the this first, like, black sheriff i think trying to like uh, infiltrate like the ki- the clan that's in his like county or something it looks hilarious and and fun and very poignant so i'm looking forward to that so there there are definitely movies outside of the superhero genre well, that you can look forward to we also have luke cage on june 22nd uh, oh yeah that's up. right right uh, on netflix that is um gonna that's gonna take a, a couple week a week or two to get through um, as speaking of not regular superheroes but superhero powered movie this weekend i believe it was a movie called upgrade came out Oh, um, was that like a Blumhouse film, right? Uh, I don't quite know, but it has Logan Marshall Green, who played the first Shocker in Homecoming. He was the one who was vaporized um, for being a jerk. Uh, he's in it, and he um, gets superpowers to take revenge for his wife's murders or something like that. Mm. Um, what about that tag movie with Jeremy Renner? Oh, yeah. Um, what, what do you think about it? Uh, <sighs> Is that My, Hawkeye the prequel, or is that I, what he's doing during Infinity War, playing tag? <laughs> we might have like this sneaky um, uh, resurgence of comedy movies possibly coming up because there was another comedy movie that came out earlier this year called Game Night that I saw the trailer yeah. for, and I was like, oh, this kind of looks like a, a throwaway comedy. But then after it came out, the reviews were very positive. People said it was not just like funny, but actually filmed very well. Like it had some cinephotography moments in it and i was like oh well that's kind of cool and then we saw the trailer for tag and my you know my wife really wants to see it and i was like oh yeah you know if if if, if it's enough for her i think i'd like to go check it out too so yeah maybe we'll kind of have like these sneaky backdoor <laughs> comedy resurgence coming up with a uh, tag and uh, game night yeah i guess the, before we, we get into the news the last movie i always forget this teen titans go to the movies is a oh, yeah. movie that's, <laughs> that's late july that's like the last friday of july so in the, the hottest time of the year will be this movie. And what do you feel about the Mission Impossible franchise? Oh, I, I keep forgetting about Mission Impossible. This is almost like uh, a formulaic with me where a Mission Impossible movie is announced. I see the trailer. I was like, oh, this looks really, really fun. And then I, in the back of my head, I'm going like, oh, this movie comes out in the summer. I'll go see it. And then the movie releases. I never buy my tickets. I never go and see it. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to watch Mission Impossible. And then it like shows up like on HBO and then I watch it there like two years later yeah. so i hope I, i'd like to see this in theaters it looks fun okay yeah i mean i like the last one was really good good time so i'm hoping this one is as well with henry cavill and the infamous mustache the <laughs> million dollar mustache man so i mean i'm I, i've got to put it on my, my calendar but mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to talk about summer movies at the start of the show but i mean i just i just had to, to think about it because we've got so much going on so um but yeah so i guess you want to jump into some news here we got some i guess 
interesting news right out the gate for you? Yeah, let's roll into it. This is what we're here for, the news. The news. And normally we start with the box office update, but we're going to talk about Spawn, the movie Spawn. The new All one right. is coming out. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx has been confirmed to star in the upcoming film as Spawn. Yeah, and this this is a Blumhouse film, right? I don't know. That that's a good. You keep telling me these movies. Are, you can tell me any movie is a Blumhouse film. I'm like, sure. <laughs> well, why they're, not? They're, yeah, they're doing everything nowadays. Uh, yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, Jimmy Fox is awesome. Uh, hopefully, he, he can redeem himself from uh, Electro from Amazing Spider-Man. I don't too. think that's his fault. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him one bit for that movie. So, uh, uh, yeah, this this is good news though. Yeah, so it is from Blumhouse. I just I just looked it up. Um, behind Get Out, The Purge, and Split, all these have like all these horror movies. Um, but I also, what's interesting is the writer director is actually Todd McFarlane who created the character. Yeah. That, that kind of makes me almost a little worried just because, just because you can write a comic book. I don't think it necessarily translates to like a 90 minute to two hour, uh, movie that you watch. So I'm always a little bit nervous, but you know, it has to go through producers and production houses. It's not like they're just going to let that script just go on without edits. So, you know, that's the only thing that might worry me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of looking at his, um, his writing credits, I guess, but he usually just gets credits for creating the characters, not for what he was doing. So, I, I agree with you entirely. Uh, one does not necessarily translate to the other. He's no Neil Gaiman, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, I don't know. Do you think this is gaining some wheel, like some, some I guess, momentum because of the Venom movie and its above-middling reactions as well? I, because we, we've talked about how similar they kind of are. Yeah, I feel like the, the Spawn movie, uh, I would say, <laughs> spawned out of uh, Deadpool, I would I think. You think uh, Deadpool more than Venom? At this uh, point? Yeah, for sure. Just okay. because Deadpool kind of revived the rated R superhero movie, and then when all, everybody was writing their think pieces after the box office like blew up and they made so much money, everyone started saying, "Oh, don't forget about Spawn. He's a dark character. He had a rated R movie. Don't forget about that." So, and then uh, Blumhouse, which I just checked out their Wikipedia page, they actually did make that upgrade movie that you talked about. Uh, so okay, cool. the Blumhouse, they they know how to. They know how to turn over uh, a nice return in the box office. So I'm really curious how this movie is going to be crafted because I feel like they they craft their movies with like a very specific, I don't want to say formula, but they have uh, very uh, straight-ahead goals. Like they do a lot of profit-sharing with their movies. So there's a, there's a good chance that Jamie Foxx, this big actor being put into this comic book superhero movie, probably might not be getting a very big upfront check. He might be getting like maybe 10% of the film at the box office. So these Blumhouse films, everybody involved is really invested in it doing well. So you don't have a lot of people asleep at the wheel. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Okay. Yeah. I think it's also just a quick IMDb says it's also in production with McFarlane films. And I know, uh, I don't know what they've done. I have to do, do this, but McFarlane, he does a lot of, uh, statues as well, I believe. Right. Doesn't he do, or is that a, two different McFarlanes? <laughs> statues, I'm just trying to think, like, what, they're metal? Like, like bronze like, statues? Well, like, and... No, like, like, like uh, <laughs> figures, like, you know, superhero statues, like, like uh, very crafted, like, based on people you like. 
Yeah, I think um, that was like what, I, like the that was like a second life of Spawn back in like the '90s, wasn't it? Like, there's a chance that you might own a bunch of like Spawn statues or action figures and never read the comic just because you like the weird, grotesque figures that they were sculpting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that yeah, that's a whole another niche of the comic book industry right there. Yeah. So, um, I can't find anything about McFarlane films. This might be the first movie. Um, but he did help. Uh, he did join. Um, I forget who owns Spawn right now, but it was a, he's a creator-owned character, uh, unlike Spider-Man. You know, yeah. Marvel owns Spider-Man. Todd McFarlane actually owns Spawn, and also with all the improvements and cheapening, like the production costs of CGI, this movie makes more sense now. I think so than it did the the mid '90s with mm-hmm. uh, who who was the villain in that? Um, Charlie Sheen's dad. <laughs> Whatever it was, Martin anyway, Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. I want to say, yeah, I, was like, I don't remember who. It Sheen was. just just go say Sheen Senior. <laughs> yeah, Sheen Senior. So uh, it's also not an origin film, so we don't have to worry about reliving the origin like we did in the '90s as well. So yeah, I think uh, people will get it. And also, it's supposed to focus on like those detectives, right? You know. Yeah, so what we heard rumored was that Spawn's not the main focus. We're not following him around, but with Jamie Fox being the lead character, that could have changed since then because he, you don't want to hide his face the whole time yeah maybe it could be interesting that it's not an origin film because really if you're looking at the film through the eyes of the detectives they wouldn't know the origin of spawn they would just know that there's this vigilante out there with these crazy powers and he's kind of really spooky and scary and maybe there's just myths out there maybe maybe his origin is going to be similar to like the joker in the dark knight there's just tons of different rumors out there and he just he just is you know Mm -hmm. that'd be cool i like that idea yeah, and he's very supernatural as well, so mm-hmm. we don't really need explanations. It could just happen. So, uh, yeah, Spawn, that was, I think, some of the biggest news this week. Are you excited for Ralph Breaks the Internet, Mike? Ooh, I know I am. Did you get around to watching nope, Wreck-It Ralph? not yet. My, <laughs> wife, my wife reminds me every couple weeks, hey, you oh, need to watch good. Wreck-It Ralph. So I will watch it before it happens. We own it. I just haven't done it. Um, the poster has debuted, the theatrical poster, for a trailer coming tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Which is always fun recording a podcast a day before a premiere trailer drops. We have to wait uh, seven more days to talk about this movie. (laughs) It's true. What I really enjoy this is, you know, this is about apps and game apps and phone games and all the little references in this is kind of like a Where's Waldo or an I Spy for well, technology. I just went full screen on this poster and I scrolled down to the very bottom and I was like, Chris is going to like what I'm seeing right below uh, Ralph's feet. And what what is that, Mike? Uh, those are pop vinyls. <laughs> those those are not pop vinyls. But they look you. like pops to me, man. No, they got no, the square heads and everything. No, they've got the. Uh, they actually have details in their eyes. Pop vinyls don't have eyes; they just have solid colors. All right. Um, but I mean, I I noticed like the Google Tower in the background, Twitter app, Snap Snapchat's yeah. in here. If that's what you're into, this is going to be a tightrope to walk for sure. Because I think it's a these are proven characters, uh, with I which I guess is going to be a proven franchise possibly. So I trust you know John C. Riley, uh, Sarah Silverman, and the creative team. But also it's hard just not to think about the Emoji Movie when you look at this poster. You know all I see are brands, brands all over the place. Like these aren't like it's not like the imaginary version of Facebook and it's not like the imaginary version of Twitter where instead of like a bird, it's like a seagull or something as their icon. Like there are vested, there's companies that have vested interest of how they're going to look in the script for this film. So I kind of hope that, you know, 
if they agreed to sign on, they don't have any sort of agree, like they don't have any sort of like final script approval on how they're treated. So I'd, I'd like to see some of these companies almost like taken down a peg or two. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think my biggest concern is how busy is this poster and how busy will the movie be? Um, when you're dealing with technology and everything around us, you know, it's all very fast paced. Will this movie be outdated in two years, Mike, because of all the references? <laughs> it's a possibility. Uh, I, I This is just such a little nitpick that I think people have brought up before, but I hate the logo. I hate how it looks like an app icon. And then you also have like the notification up here because it's so confusing because the little notification circle says wreck it to Ralph, but it's Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, I don't know. That's just a weird nitpick, but. Well, I mean, it's, it's even got a weird title. It's called Ralph Breaks the Internet, semicolon, Wreck-It Ralph 2. It's backwards. So they've kind of thrown that all to the wind, man. They're just selling <laughs> on bright colors and, and funny characters. But um, that is coming out. Uh, another picture, I, I actually was online really late night and showed my wife this. Uh, in this movie, one of the screenshots shows Vanellope in a room with every other Disney princess. Yeah, and uh, we've actually heard about this scene from, was it Comic-Con or was it a D23 where they screened, like, this scene for the audience? I, I don't remember, honestly. I, this is the first I've remembered it or, like, remember seeing it or hearing of it. So I, I could be very wrong. But. Yeah, so I, I, they remember, I don't remember exactly what happens in the scene, but she just kind of, like, shows up and she's interacting with all of them. And I think they're all very... They're all like it's almost like they're looking at like a wild animal or something like that. Very concerned, yeah. but you can kind of see that in in the in the thing. So that that's something that you can always uh, bank on in a Disney movie is Disney cameos. <laughs> yeah, and and what's really cool I thought about this is they have the original voice actresses for all the princesses who are still available. Oh so wow! Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan, Elsa, Tiana, Rapunzel, Anna, Moana, and Merida all have their original voice actresses back for this. This is going to sell so many toys, Chris. <laughs> They're already selling these toys. They don't need to reprint toys for this. But that means um, Snow White, Aurora, and Sleeping Beauty are the three who don't have... Or Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. I don't know. I don't know any of these princesses. <laughs> My wife would murder me right now if she heard me doing this. But that's, I think there's like three princesses who don't have their original voice actresses. But I just thought it was a really cool note that they were able to do that. Um, not like they don't have the money or the contracts for it. <laughs> it's there. Another movie I didn't know was actually going to come out at all was uh, Maleficent 2. Um, the Angelina Jolie uh, movie from the other side of Sleeping Beauty, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, where they follow her. I didn't know they were making a sequel. I thought it was a one and done kind of thing. So they're officially in production with Maleficent 2. They've got some new people. I don't, I don't know who they are. I, I haven't even watched the first one really, cool. but... Holy crap, this, uh, I just looked it up because I was surprised that they were even making a sequel. The worldwide gross for the first one, which I believe came out in 2014 or 2015, 2014, uh, yep. was uh, $758 million. So <laughs> this definitely turned a profit. Didn't do like, out like well, no, it did pretty good domestically too, $241 million. So uh, yeah, I guess as long as you're... Uh, uh, reaching that financial bar they'll green light you for a sequel yeah i don't i don't know if they were even you know looking to get a sequel because i think this was one of the one of the first if not the first live action disney adaptation um and they were kind of testing the waters with it i feel so um i i don't know i i didn't watch the first one it's a different story like i said it's i think this is inspired by what's that uh broadway play wicked where it tells the story from the villain side of it. Oh. So did you see the first Maleficent? I've seen parts of it. 
I'm just curious if if Angelina Jolie is she like an anti-hero or does she end up kind of being the good person at the end of the film? I just don't know. Are they trying to like redeem the villain uh, through this uh, franchise? I I think I don't know if they're trying to redeem. Well, it, it would be like that, but I don't know if that's their goal. I think their goal was like we have a bad person who is turns into a dragon, and the first one is killed. So let's tell a different story. The first thing that. Doesn't the first thing that up. popped in my head was just this weird live action cinematic universe. Maybe they're building all these live action Disney movies and then all of a sudden some sort of dimensional rift opens up and they all fall into like the same movie. That would be what, bizarre. Wasn't that <laughs> isn't that what kind of what that um uh the girl think, the, what is that called? What are you Are you thinking Kingdom Hearts? No, no, no. no. There was a movie oh, with um, Man, can you Oh man, I'm freaking out Amy right now. There Adams. was a If there was a Oh, um yeah, I, I, I never after what something. Yeah, no. I got I gotta look her up. Because I don't know. She she's been around for a long time, and I've forgotten all her movies. But she I'm became just gonna, like a a real life princess, or was transported to the modern day world. Yeah, I'm just gonna pitch a live action Kingdom Hearts movie real quick because that would be amazing. If you want to get all these live action characters together, uh, just bring in Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and uh, throw in a Keyblade, and I think people might go to see that. Uh, that's a good way to get the uh, international audiences, the worldwide, because that game is How, huge. Um, I would say just make an animated movie even better because then you could have all the ones that are already there mm, like an animated yeah. universe like that's true on you itself. could do like the toy story and stuff like that uh, and have the same amount of cgi <sighs> that probably that, do more that kingdom hearts movie would never satisfy any of the fans because the story is just so convoluted and hard to follow there's no way you could translate it to even a four-hour movie <laughs> or or a live action movie so there we've, mm-hmm. we, we, we shot it down mike you shot your own movie down shut it down Good officially down. not a prediction don't no, put that in the tally for me it, yeah, i'm putting it there because <laughs> yeah but anyway uh the weird news for the walking dead i know you kind of watch as a guilty pleasure here Andrew Lincoln is to leave during the current season. He's only doing like half the episodes or something like that. Mm, so we haven't even gotten around to finish the last season, even though it uh, wrapped up a maybe like a month or so ago. Um, it's just hard to stay invested with this type of show that's just run on for so long. Like I, I know like uh, Robert Kirkman, you know, has said very early on when he was doing the comic books that this isn't about finding the origin or solving the problem. This is just about watching humans interacting, you know, with the world that they're in. And I think that maybe works better for the ongoing comic book series. But like when I'm watching like the walking dead, all I want them to do is try to just like move the plot along a little bit. Like I want to see like the overall world expand a little bit. Like I don't need to watch fear the walking dead and just watch them do the exact same stuff that they did in seasons one and two of the walking dead, just on a different coastline. Like I want them to try to like, how did these zombies get made? How can you possibly like clear them out? You know, uh, they just seem to like find a new place. Uh, some bad guy comes along and messes it up and then, Maybe somebody dies. I don't know. Rinse and repeat. It, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to care about it. What, what's it like in season eight or nine now? It's just uh, this will be nine. He will be leaving through midway through season nine. Yeah, and this isn't like a Netflix or an HBO show where you're looking at ten or thirteen episodes. These are like twenty episode seasons. This is so much yeah. television. No, to watch, no, wa- you know? Walking Dead is only like ten episodes. No, no, no. It's not. They 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 split it into two parts a season, but it's definitely like twenty episodes a season. I believe. No, sixteen. The last one was 16. 
No. Well, I think they, there was a season at one point that was maybe 18. I'm rounding up a little bit. But either way, that's a lot for a drama to do. I mean, you can only you can only be so creative uh, for so long. It was, all, it was been 16, so... Sorry. Hey, that's I, I that's that's rounding, you know. Yeah, Fifteen, yeah. you know. Once you're once you pass, don't 15, don't, don't oversell this show. They don't put out <laughs> that many of them. Now, if you include Fear the Walking Dead, I give you that. But I don't think they're using Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes, the lead of the show, to sell the second one. So. Yeah, this this stopped being must see TV uh, quite a few seasons ago. I don't think this is premier television at this point in time yeah uh, like i say you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a zombie so, yeah <laughs> it, uh, it, it kind of left game of thrones territory uh, a couple years back I, I think it's got its own audience like there are zombie people and people who love norman reedus who is now in talks to take over as the show's lead yeah i can um, see that this got a hardcore fan base um but i i don't i don't see norman reedus leading anything like have you ever watched anything where he was just the lead I don't think I've watched anything he's ever been in except for The Walking Dead. Uh, Boondock Saints? Uh, I still haven't seen Boondock Saints. That's Blade. on my list. Of sh- it's on my Bl- list of shame. Blade Two? Uh, I've seen Blade Two. He he's was in Blade Two. He's oh, the he's the guy who's like makes all their tech and stuff, and then he ends up betraying them. Oh. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't see him being a lead. But does this diminish your? I don't know. Like, do you even want to finish the show now? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, now that you're I mean, like you're almost already there. I'm, so. I got like six. We're like already six episodes behind. So I'm just even curious if we'll ever get around to that. So The Walking Dead might be dead for our household. Dead on arrival. No resurrection this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of shows that are are getting more life out of them, Legion has officially been renewed for season three, and we're still working on season two. So. Good for them. I've heard nothing but good things about the show, but I just can't make time. I don't know what it is. Well, it's, again, we always talk about this. Everyone agrees. You have to actively watch Legion. You can't just passively put it on in the background and hope to catch all the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's draining to watch it a little bit sometimes because you've got to <laughs> focus. Uh-huh. But commercials throw me out, so I wait until I can get the fast forward through the commercial stuff. So um i'm behind on it a little bit because i want to actively watch it and then we had you want shield to catch up on and finish and all this other stuff so um i'm glad it's got season three that gives me some good news to look forward to on the fx front and you know maybe some more crazy stuff because they go wild in that show (laughs) it's not a normal tv show uh fox and disney merger some news for that uh shareholders for fox will decide whether to sell to disney or comcast in july uh that is the date we will know what will happen mike all right. Uh, I think. What, what's your prediction? Here? <laughs> I mean, we're we're we've kind of officially stated that the Superhero Slate podcast is endorsing Disney on this purchase. So I hope the board members and the shareholders that I'm sure, I'm sure listen to this podcast every single week uh, with bated breath. Uh, that's our official endorsement. So there you go. Crossing our fingers for Disney. And is anyone backing Comcast? That's, <laughs> no, that's the real maybe the devil, the yeah. Satan wants Comcast to buy them. But yeah, we've seen 14 million futures, Mike, and only one of them is where Comcast is able to beat Disney. Yeah, at, exactly. At but Disney, I did see an article. It was only one article in passing that Disney is preparing also a, a cash offer to rebuttal Comcast. Cash oh, offer. I actually saw that too. So I think Disney's just like, uh, uh-uh, we got all the money look, in the world. <laughs> look, the we already know the stock option's a smarter one. You're going to get more money in the long run for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comcast all cash offer means they have to pay a lot of taxes and they will have to pay Disney a lot of money to get out of it. So there is uh, a lot of money to be lost by going to Comcast. But Disney, they can pony it up very easily. 
Man, this Disney streaming network is going to be lit. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take one day's worth of ticket sales at the Disney parks, convert it to cash, and just pay you that. That's <laughs> that's your bi- billions of dollars there. But this merger has outside effects, especially on shows like New Warriors, which we know oh, is coming yeah. from ABC. Or, I guess, Disney, not ABC. So the Fox merger is causing delays in the show finding a new network and a bunch of other shows, new shows moving forward because they don't know what production teams will essentially get axed whenever this merger happens mm-hmm. or what will be transferred to where. So a lot of shows are stalling. That's kind of why we got a very, very delayed response on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s renewal mm-hmm. and uh, especially New Warriors being able not to find a network because uh, it, it since it was lost on Freeform, apparently Freeform has a bunch of new resume, like a, a bunch of new leaders there in charge of the network. And they dropped, once they were hired on and started they dropped almost all their comedy shows on freeform yeah i think that makes sense i think freeform kind of wants those like piffy teenage like dramas yeah. they just want they just want the 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 juicy uh hot teens on the screen uh and i don't think a uh, comedy is going to be what freeform's looking for yeah so apparently the quality of it was really good and like there are a couple um disney shareholders or board members who are like like about to lose their minds over the show like they love it so much but they got to find a network for it first so but if it's not picked up by abc within like the next week or two we won't see it on network television until 2019 if it's network mm. um yeah i I'm could see it being a streaming service yeah it seems like it could be a weird scenario where where they're just like oh if we just had the disney streaming uh app we would just throw it on there but we have to wait for that we haven't even like officially announced what the top what the what's it's going to be like call when it's going to come out how much it's going to cost you know they don't know all the logistics yet so they probably just don't want to throw it on something like netflix because they know that that uh relationship is going to be severed soon probably don't know if hulu's the the quite the right place to put it just yet um so yeah i could see 2019 i don't want to wait till that long i want to i want to see squirrel girl now I, I don't know if I want to see Squirrel Girl now. You just want to now. see the actress who plays Squirrel Girl now. That's what you want to see. You pervert. You perverted <laughs> no. old man. You. Well, I did um, just say Juicy Teens earlier, so you can quote me on Yeah, juicy we're going to quote Mike on Juicy Teens. I'm only saying Juicy Teens because uh, my wife and I just finished binging the second season of Riverdale. And that is like the go-to for that show is with, if, if the plot or the storyline is just getting too confusing or maybe they're not threading the mystery very well. They just like have Archie take his shirt off and have Betty wear that black wig and put some lingerie on. That'll distract the audience enough while we try to figure out what we're doing. So that's a good tactic out there for television, you know, just uh, the dress down the teenagers. Confuse Mike. Confuse Mike with, with Juicy. teenagers. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I want to see New Warriors, but, uh, you know, again, you know, there are, although we are very excited about the Marvel characters returning to the MCU and having X-Men and Fantastic Four and Galactus, blah, 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 there are side effects of this whole thing that will affect a lot of people in a lot of negative ways. So, we acknowledge that, but we are very excited about everyone coming home. Mm-hmm. Except for the Universal people. They can <laughs> The Silver and Black movie has been removed from Sony's release schedule, and a move that surprised nobody. Um, apparently, the movie's been back moved back to pre-production due to scripting issues, and will be has been issued for a rewrite yet again. Mm, wow! Who would have thought those two characters couldn't hold down a movie? <laughs> or like, when they don't have casting, and they're about to like start production like on Monday, and like we don't even cast anyone on Friday, like. 
who's dropping the ball on this one? Like, we got to cancel the movie production. Like, yeah, I wonder if the Fox Disney merger is just has enough of just an outward um, reverb to kind of affect some of these other deals over at Sony, because uh, Sony definitely has a close relationship with Marvel. Uh, I think Marvel is kind of making a lot of these big decisions, like, hey, 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 we're about to get the X Men over here. Maybe settle down on your weird silver and black movie, you know. Before, you know, because, you know, Sony could be crossing their fingers hoping that Venom makes it into the MCU maybe in a couple years, maybe shows up in, in an official capacity, and they want to make sure that happens. So they're just like, hey, uh, shelve Silver and Black if you ever want to see, like, Venom punch Captain America, you know? I don't know if they're, they're pulling any weight. I just think Sony doesn't know what they're doing. And then they, probably in that Friday, like, hey, Kevin, can you just look at our notes here real quick? Can you, do you think we can do this on Monday? And he's probably like, no, no, just stop. So, um, if anything, I think they might go to Marvel for, like, some feedback now. Be like, hey, can you guide us in a direction? Yeah. And probably be like, Ma- oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we're being, like, way too cynical. Maybe a, a perfect, like, nice world. The silver and black script was written. Uh, they, they sent it to Feige because they trust his opinion. He read the movie and just like, no, I don't think it works. I think you got a lot left here to, to fix. Maybe you should shelve your movie. And they're like, ah, oh, maybe we should listen to the man that's made billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, here's some notes. Go get this redone. Come back when you're ready. We'll talk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's that. Uh, in Spider-Man 2 news, I actually was posed an interesting question here on this movie, Mike. Uh, Homecoming 2, whatever it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. How does Sony market slash trailer this movie without giving away Avengers 4 details? Well, so how are, I guess, the timelines lining up? So maybe we you have can refresh no my memory. We have because, no, we have well, no I, information. Well, so the release of Avengers 4, the big cliffhanger that we're all waiting for is 2019 in May. So once that movie comes out, things will be so much easier to figure out. But Homecoming 2 comes out in July, which is yes. two months later. So yeah, you're making a really good point here. This is something I actually didn't even think of either. Like they, They're not going to like show the first teaser trailer for the next Spider-Man movie two months before it comes out. So wow, man. This yeah. is crazy. I didn't think about it. So this leaves a little more credence to the rumor we talked about last week where this movie might lead up to when we see Peter jumping out of the school bus at the beginning of Avengers Infinity War. But that also contradicts from what we heard with Kevin Feige, where he said the next Spider-Man movie is going to deal with the ramifications of what happens. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a little bit of a two-parter. Maybe there's like this weird time jump in the middle of the movie where Spider-Man comes. I don't know. This is you're you're really you really threw me for a loop here. Yeah. Man. What are you thinking? What's your what's your thoughts? Since it seems like you've had a little bit more time to ruminate on it. Well, Sony sucks at making trailers. We all know this. <laughs> um, if anything, they have to go to Marvel and let Marvel and Disney do the trailers because they officially film scenes in movies now that do not make it into the movies. Mm-hmm. They could definitely do that with these, um, or, or you know, lead us astray for a little bit before the movie, um, because we're gonna at least have one trailer by July, if not two. Uh, kind of banking off of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp release schedule, but they could mm-hmm. tone it down. Now, what I don't want to see is what they kind of done did with Han Solo, where they had Star Wars and waited until Episode Eight was kind of out of the way to then promote Han Solo. I don't want them to start promotion in May of next year for a two-month window, you might hurt your thing. But Spider-Man's a big enough name, it could technically work. 
So this is just a wild out of the box prediction. I have a feeling you're probably gonna disagree with me, but this could be a possibility. So I'm looking at the release schedule here for 2019. We have Spider-Man slated for July, but what if they decide to move it? Not out of any sort of production issues or anything like that, but you know, we haven't really seen any uh, like official, we haven't seen any set photos yet. We haven't really seen anything um, of value out of this movie. So I could easily see it moved. And uh, there is an uh, an untitled Fox movie that's scheduled for November twenty uh, second. If Disney is about to own Fox, that means they're about to own that November release date. What if they just slot Spider Man in November? Um, I, that could be a possibility. And then that gives you enough window to market the movie where you could have the teaser trailer for Spider Man come out right after Avengers four. Then what do you I, put in your summer? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just throw in another weird live-action Disney movie. Like, maybe you throw in, um, I don't know, that Dumbo movie. Is that supposed to come out in 2019, or is that this yeah, year? Yeah, those, those already have dates for next year. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll slide something else in there. But, but like, what, that, well, I guess what Marvel movie would you put there? Like, if you could only put a Marvel movie in July. Because oh. they're not going to give up July 4th weekend. It's the biggest weekend of well, the summer. I think, it's, I think what we're talking about here is... I don't think you can put a movie in there because you got to wait for the ramifications of Avengers to get out of the way. The only movie you could fit in there is something that happens pre-Infinity War, like some sort of origin story of a character that, you know, maybe like a Nova movie. That would be kind of crazy. I don't think they could maybe start something up that fast. You know, we're like a year away. So maybe they just move it out of the way and put something experimental in there from Disney. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I... I could totally see that working. I don't think they'll budge from a July. Yeah, Mar- they they seem pretty like it seems like when they stake their claim, they're like making uh they're making a, a big motion there, so. Yeah, they I mean, it's like again July July 5th weekend or like July 4th weekend is a Marvel weekend pretty much. Uh, if given the, the opportunity because it, it is a a 4-day 5-day weekend for some people, you know. Um so I don't think they'll move, but man, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But we have contradicting rumors from the one last week. So last week we were talking about it this being before Infinity War. Well, this mm-hmm. week the rumor is that it's after Infinity War. And, but this one also kind of confirms Mike's theory, which I thought was hilarious, is that <laughs> they the title would be called Spider-Man Field Trip. That's right. Off the cuff last week, I guessed that the title of the movie might be Field Trip, and I like that there's rumors out there swirling in the, in the world. Unless we're in some sort of weird reverbs uh, scenario where people are getting the rumors from this podcast, which I'm sure is not happening, but I'd like to think that maybe we have that much influence out there in the world. Uh, but yeah, this ga- this uh, filled me with a sense of pride, uh, probably a little uh, too much ego for sure. I think I texted you, I am a god or I am king of the world or yeah, it was something really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but this this led into uh, a new segment that I want to bring to the show, Chris, called uh, Mike's Prediction Corner. I'm going to throw some predictions at you. Why, why and, are you in a corner to begin with? Is the title just doesn't sit well with me? But I'll let you do it anyway. Yeah. So so here we go. My first prediction. I'm going to start off light. I only have two here, and some of them. One of them is not really related to anything we talk about on this show. Did you do um, any Google searching before you did these <laughs> predictions? No, zero Google searching. Right. Well, a little bit, but not really related to exactly. So I'm 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 predicting when we might see the Aquaman trailer here. So I did a little bit of research. Okay. And I tried to see when first trailers would drop for movies that come out towards the end of the year. 
Um, so the the timeline seems to be soon. I think we've kind of guessed that the movie would come out soon, but I kind of wanted to nail it to a specific date. So I looked up trailers for like um, for the Harry Potter movies that come out at the end of the year. I looked up uh, debut trailers for Marvel and DC movies, and it usually seems to be between um, uh, May. End of June was like the last I would see it. So uh, I saw that this is a Warner Brothers movie. We know that. And Warner Brothers has two movies coming out. They have Ocean's 8 coming up at the end of this week. And then they have Tag the week after. So I'm thinking uh, one of these two weeks is going to be the perfect time to drop the Aquaman trailer because you can load it in front of your movie. So then I tried to think demographic-wise, like, oh, would you put it in front of Ocean's 8, which is an established franchise, but it's definitely leaning towards more of a female audience. But then I thought, hey, Jason Momoa without a shirt on, uh, I think that's a female audience if we know for sure. And then also you have Tag, which is kind of a comedy movie, kind of probably geared more towards a male audience that would go see Aquaman. But then I was like, hey, why don't you just drop it in front of Ocean's 8? Because then you have two weeks in a row you can see the new Aquaman trailer in front of your Warner Brothers movies. So then I had to pinpoint it to a specific date, and I just took a shot in the dark, and I'm saying Tuesday. Tuesday, which would be uh, June 5th, I think we'll see the Aquaman trailer. Uh, maybe tomorrow when we went, w- wake up and see the news, maybe we'll see an Aquaman official poster. And the day later, I think we'll see the trailer. That's my guess for Aquaman. Chris, what do you think? I think you're way off. I think we're gonna, <laughs> I think it's going to be July. Um, I don't. I just don't feel... If it's going to be July, I think it would be Comic-Con. And I think at that point, it would be too late. Like, I could see a teaser trailer in June, and then maybe the first official trailer in July at Comic-Con. I, I mean, I don't think there's anything that's too late for a December movie. I mean, yeah, normally some other things do a little earlier, but DC now has new... Like, new people are in charge of it. Uh, they're still working on this movie. We've seen some leaked footage, but no official images. Um... We've only seen like one official. We've seen a couple stills, but not nothing like a poster, like we talked about. Um, well, Chris, I have to say, I predicted the title of the possible Spider-Man movie, so you ain't got no credibility. You, 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 you predicted <laughs> a root two, one of two rumored ones off <laughs> off of a. Uh, this leak also says Liz Allen would be back in this movie, and she moved to Oregon at the end of the other one. So, you know, we'll, we'll t- see where you are. Go on. Only only time will tell. I'm pointing in the air. Like this celebrations. is this is everyone else's here. favorite segment where they're like Mike was wrong. They're <laughs> come back and reference. Yeah. It, so. Well, we can retitle it in the future to the to the Mike's wrong corner. You know, I can trademark that. Also, I can. Yeah. I'll call up my lawyer. But my second Mike, prediction, Mike's mistakes is what we're calling it. My Go second on. prediction is based on not a whole lot. It's just I'm just kind of gauging the ether of the universe out there. I feel like Nicolas Cage is going to get some sort of development deal with Netflix. I don't know what it is quite yet. I don't know if it's going to be like a deal where he stars in a Netflix movie or a Netflix original series, or maybe like Nick Cage decides he wants to be more of an auteur and wants to start directing his own movies. And maybe he'll get kind of like an Adam Sandler style deal where it's just like, hey, make five movies with us. You can be in them if you want, or you can just direct them. But I feel like Netflix wants to be in the Nick Cage business. So, um, why, I, why I do saw you think that they want to be in the Nick Cage business. Well, I saw that they just re added National Treasure just recently to uh, Netflix streaming. Uh, and, uh, and it used to be on Netflix. It's not like this is the first time it's come back. So I think they, you know, they want to be, they want to, they want to entice Nick Cage again and put his, put some of his most, uh, uh, popular movies back on Netflix. So, and Nick Cage, he's just like a, he's like a internet actor Hollywood meme at this point in time. Why wouldn't you want that on your internet streaming platform? So that's my second, that's my second guess, putting it out there on the ether. I hope I'm right. And then I'll brag about it, uh, on, on future shows. 
Yeah, well, now that you've gotten your ego out of the way, uh, you're probably going <laughs> to shoot yourself in the foot more than anything. But yeah. Let's let's roll on. Avengers four, a potential look at a product a logo from a production jacket has uh, been unveiled on Instagram. Here, um, take a look at it. Avengers four is purple. This is what the crew gets for working on it. Do you think this is has any credence to it at all, Mike, or anything I, like that? I mean, I think there might be uh, credence to it. I just think it's funny that like. Uh, Marvel is smart enough to be like, even when we make crew jackets, we got to make sure that no spoilers make it out there, even the title of the next movie. So, like, just screw it. Uh, make it Avengers 4 and make it purple because Thanos was purple. Uh, so we're just going to run with that. So they're smart over there. There's really nothing we can pull out of this. Uh, yeah. There's no, like, little Easter egg. There's no, like, little serif on, like, the V or anything that's, like, indicating, like, there, that there might be, like, a new villain or something yeah, in the movie. It's just straight Avengers 4 in the font. And yeah. it's, it's the same font as the Infinity War one. So, I mean, that, that lines up. But that's, yeah. that's about well, we, it. We ain't pulling nothing out of this one, Chris. No, nope, it's purple. <laughs> and uh, I didn't actually think of Thanos. I thought it was, like... Hawkeye's color. Yeah. Thanos returns confirmed yeah. purple Avengers 4 logo. Click now onto this article. Avengers 4 Hawkeye solo movie. So, <laughs> either way. This week is E3. I'm really excited about E3. We mm-hmm. we don't talk video games a whole lot, but uh, the Avengers project has a, some rumored details. Um, making it Avengers Ultimate Alliance is what the title will be. But only in name and not in like continuity of the other games. Mm, gotcha. Um, do you like the Ultimate Alliance games? I think I've played them just a little bit, but Ultimate Alliance almost has a similar gameplay to, like, all of the Lego games, don't they? Kind of has that top-down, beat-em-up style. Yeah, but not quite Lego gamey. So, but, I mean, it's like Diablo. You ever, you ever played Diablo? Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Diablo. Um, I, we don't know what this will look like. Apparently the gameplay is more closely to, like, an Uncharted or, um, no. like, a more of a bigger game rather than a... Ultimate, like a, the old Ultimate Alliance games. Uh-huh. The apparently the core characters are going to be Iron Man, Captain America, and Scarlet Witch uh, in this. So you'll have more characters to play as, but they will be broken into three teams, a la like Avengers Disassembled, the storyline. Yeah, it's a weird kind of like game development challenge where you have to predict like in the future, oh, we're gonna have all of these different heroes you can play as. They're gonna have all their different move sets. Uh, everyone's going to be able to punch, obviously, but every but everyone else is going to have all these different skills. And how does that interact with like these same villains that we're going to keep throwing at them? It's definitely a development challenge. Yeah, so uh, I think that's a, a good three. I guess if the story's in three parts, those are a good three characters to deal with. If it's following Avengers Disassembled, uh, but apparently the biggest news out of this is the all the video games going forward will be a shared universe as well. Oh, that's cool. Including the same universe as the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game that's coming out in September. Ooh, I like that. And Eidos Montreal is making a Guardians of the Galaxy game, which will presumably be announced this week as well, and share that as well. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. We've just seen all of these one-off Marvel games forever. That would be really cool to see them kind of tie in at some point in time. That's awesome. I love that idea. Yeah, I I mean, I'm really excited for the Spider-Man game. Uh, I really like the look of the costume and, and what I've seen so far. Uh, Mike, you sound interested in it as well. So yeah. uh, if they tie this all together, I mean, I'm excited to see what that happens. And maybe I always like it when one game, like an achievement or a save file transfers over to the new game. Like you've played this game, so we'll give you something in game for playing that. Yeah, that's cool. I would love to see that across all these shared universe games yeah. as well. 
And we'll have a friend of the show, uh, Quentin Parker, at E3 who got himself a badge. So we might have uh, some man-on-the-floor news uh, uh, when E3 rolls around. I would love it. Hopefully he's, like, sitting front row and we can see him. Because I, I watched the live stream on those. I'm, I'm serious business. Oh, yeah. E3. Those live streams are, are uh, definitely <laughs> in the lower thirds of my office computer. Because yeah. those happen in the middle of the day when everybody's working. <laughs> I, yeah, and we talked. Uh, I mean, we talked via text about some upcoming rumors for that. But I mean, there's a game called Anthem coming out. I, I think is, I'm really excited for. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. But in the same vein, there's supposed to be a Superman game announced this week as well at E3. Um, Rocksteady, who made the Arkham games, mm-hmm. uh, has been reportedly working on a secret project, and everyone thinks it's a Superman game. And these rumors have come full steam this week where they finally may unveil the Superman game where he is depowered from fighting Brainiac and then like you have to get your powers back as you go. But it will deal with, have flying and fighting and all this other stuff. <laughs> all I can think of is just that infamous uh, Superman 64 game that everybody hates. So it's only up. They can only make a game better than that. I can't you imagine should, it could be worse. You should play Superman Returns on the Xbox 360. Oh. Um, and, and see exactly how far they didn't go from that. From so. um, but that game also, I played the demo of it a lot. You, you start off way overpowered. I like the Arkham games. Uh, hopefully they can do something with Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Jeff Johns tweeted out a logo, what we or some design, uh, presumably giving us when this movie is set and possibly the title called Wonder Woman 84, WW84. Uh, just kind of looking at this uh, design, Mike, it looks like, is that like TV, like blurs there? Like yeah. a, an old TV turning off? Yeah, it's like, the uh, it's kind of uh, the pan and scan type of lines that you would see through like a VHS or like a colored television. Uh, the title has a little bit of credence because out there in the world, people call the Wonder Woman stories that happened in the 70s, Wonder Woman 77. Like, that is the title of it. So, Wonder Woman 84, it kind of seems like a, a weird, straightforward title. Like, maybe a franchise with eight, 84 sequels in it. Uh, but I think Wonder Woman 84 might work. It kind of rolls off the tongue. I like it. Um, it's, it's also I'm, different. Like, it's, it's a different title. It's not just yeah. Wonder Woman Returns, like we talked about. And plus, it's such a, a visually identifiable decade to the 80s. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see maybe how that influences her costume in the movie. And, of course, she's fighting a cheetah, which I think uh, animal print, very loud and in fashion in the 80s. So I think that'll work out well. Um, you think, I wonder, uh, you're thinking I'm, Cold War is what I'm feeling. Yeah, and I'm curious if it, leave, if it leaves any runway for future movies going forward. Because it's weird, because Wonder Woman's the only proven DC movie out there right now. And I know they're kind of playing around with the franchise, trying to decide what they want to do, how do they want to connect the movies in the future, if they want to connect them at all. You know, Obviously, they're taking a step back from a Justice League, which was funny because I... Th- that movie was so forgettable. I'm not trying to rail on DC just because it's easy to do, but like, um, it popped up the other day. I watched a video of uh, things that the DC universe should fix, and they used a lot of footage uh, from the Justice League, and I was like, wow, I forgot I even saw that movie. So um, Wonder Woman's obviously a proven franchise. So yeah, I think they're going to make a lot of them. So placing it the 80s doesn't leave it a, a whole lot of runway. I almost thought maybe we'd see a Wonder Woman movie in the 60s and then maybe the 80s. So after 84, would you move onward to like the 2000s? That's kind of like a nebulous decade. It seems like almost after this movie, you have to put it in current day, you know? Well, I think the the production cost of doing period pieces is way too much 
Uh, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters with Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins printing checks over there. I, well, maybe. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I think she does want to bring it up to a modern world, so you can use mo- like Wonder Woman versus modern things would be just as interesting to me than trying to go through yeah. each decade. Because that's kind yeah, of what the thi- X Men did, and I I don't care for that in the X Men. Yeah, but the only thing is, is once Wonder Woman gets to the current timeline, you have to deal with the issues that are plaguing the current timeline right now. So. All I can say is I'm looking forward to 84. It's this nice isolated decade where they don't have to deal with the crap from like Justice League and all that stuff. Um, It would be kind of interesting if maybe there was a little Easter egg to like maybe Batman year one or something. Like how old was Bruce Wayne possibly in 84? Uh, I don't. I don't. You, we don't know when any of those movies are set. So because uh, how how old do we think Batman is in like Justice League and Batman vs Superman? Is he like in his 50s or something like that probably 40s i would guess 50s or 40s late late 40s yeah he could he could be like a like a budding teen in 84 so maybe we might see like a newspaper or something that says uh uh wayne uh he takes over his the wayne's family yeah mr wayne returns to gotham or something like that so i could see maybe easter eggs like that since we're out of the uh what the late 30s early 40s or whatever Wonder Woman 1 took well place this in. would definitely talking about last week this would definitely put Steve Trevor's kid at about the right age to be doing Wonder Woman they got <laughs> Wait. A, they've got to have kid they, like is every, that, every Trevor it, the family tree remember <laughs> when you say doing Wonder Woman that is very much a double entendre I just wanted to point that out oh no it wasn't <laughs> it was a single one it was exactly what you thought it was the single first time. entendre all right yeah, yeah no um but I mean we talked about I mean we got a shout out on our Twitter from uh uh super fan Kristen Marvel fan world about our family tree conversation last week so <laughs> if she's gonna if she's gonna fall out of the Trevor family tree and do every branch on the way down this is this is one of the timelines where it needs to happen. So is this how we're going to plan out, plot out all of the Wonder Woman movies yeah. going forward? 40 years <laughs> forward, it would be close to now. That'd be the next Steve Trevor, the third. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we've got, the, we've got this. We know how this is. We've, we've, oh found, God, we've cracked their code. This makes me feel gross. <laughs> <laughs> that that was it. This is the one that makes you feel gross. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Does I guess at the end of the day, does Wonder Woman 84 title work okay for you? <laughs> It works for me. (laughs) All right. Well, sold then. Sold. Batman slash the Birds of Prey movie have got some news here that may be for either or both of them. I don't know here. Um, Apparently, Catwoman will not show up in either of these movies um, right now. They were focusing focusing on the character Huntress. I think she's an arrow for a couple of Yeah. Has like a little crossbow. Yeah, something something like that. I, I I don't remember. I just know she was in there in... She was mad because her dad died or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Penguin might be the main villain for either Batman or Birds of Prey. How would you think about a DCEU Penguin being in there? I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I really, I mean, I know a lot of people gravitated towards the Gotham Penguin. <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you think we need a new one? Do we need a short Man. round one or a tall skinny one? I don't know. It's just so hard to talk about these DC movies without any concrete, like... Anything concrete to hold on to because they're always there's so much flux in them. You never know if it's actually going to get made. What you're talking about exactly? So, but yeah, you it's think, really, you it's think really hard to comment on. Of all the villains in Batman's Road Gallery, should we revisit someone new, or should we, or is it time to revisit the Penguin in the movie universe since Danny DeVito's 
infamous run in I think ninety one's ninety two's Batman Returns. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting uh, a portrayal of the Penguin because I'll use the term gross again. Whenever I saw Danny DeVito, he was always like shiny and slimy, had the weird fingers and stuff. It was a very iconic look to him for sure. But I mean, if he if Heath Ledger can uh, reinvent the Joker, someone else can reinvent the Penguin. I mean, I don't think it was a movie. I think it was a documentary about Danny DeVito <laughs> in the 90s. And then, like, hey, Living just, in the sewers. Can you just come over here? We're just going to film you for a minute. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, I would much rather see Hush or the Red Hood or some other Batman villain. Or, like, the Long Halloween or something, some other story to adapt. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I would be okay with a new Riddler probably before a Penguin. Ooh, a Riddler movie would be good. There could be lots of um, cat and mouse type of games going on there. Yeah, uh, there, there's a bunch of other characters I would choose over the Penguin, but I, I definitely see the draw in um, his grimy little you know, <laughs> empire. So, there you go. The Flash movie probably has the most rumored leaks this week, and we're going to talk about these leaks here. So... Uh, take these with a grain of salt. Do your little salt bay pinch on the salt on these, Mike. Do it for me. And we're going to talk about these. So apparently The Flash, uh, now being rewritten by um, the guys who did uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I forget their names. The duo. Mm-hmm. Not Lord and Miller. But they're going to do a comedic approach with a simple story for this movie that has low stakes overall. Because they don't want to confuse the audience with timelines time travel alternate dimensions etc do you want to see a simpler flash movie in the dteu to start off or do you want to jump into fixing the timeline overall well it's kind of funny because uh we are kind of crossing our fingers for a very complicated flash movie that would simplify the dc universe instead it sounds like we're just going to get a simple flash movie and then this rest of the universe is just going to stay crazy and weird we we have reported that the new person in charge does not want to redo the timeline he's like we're sticking with the garbage we have we're going to find our way to polish it the best we can we're just going to truck forward and, and not look backwards but anyway sorry to interrupt I think low stakes is probably the best thing to do with a, your first kind of standalone Flash movie. Um, uh, you know, there's less that can go wrong, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, a pocket knife with less tools in it is usually always a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers for it. I mean, we're fans of the um, of the Flash TV show in this household. And every time I watch The Flash, I'm just like, oh, man, this scene could have been so much cooler if they just had more of a budget. But they're just doing the best they can on that television uh, per string. So... Yeah, I, I want to see this movie. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I, hopefully, it's just a good movie. I don't care how complicated it is. Make a good movie. That's yeah. really what I want. So, I definitely agree with that. Um, they say the rogues for this one. We'll see the rogue gallery come together as Captain Cold, Mirror Master, and Weather Wizard. I believe I at least know two of these have been in the TV show. Has Mirror Master? They've all. I, I believe they've all been in there. Uh, okay. I think Mirror Master was a little bit more downplayed, if I remember right. But yeah, they've all been in there. Okay. There's been like a big revival of Captain Cold lately. Uh, with the, he was big in the TV show. So yeah, it's just because the the guy that they cast for him uh, from Prison Break. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He just has such a very interesting take on Captain Cold. Like, I think people either love him or hate him, so it's just, uh, you just can't forget it, that's for sure. Okay, and the rumor is Channing Tatum will be cast as Captain Cold is what they want to do. Would you see him as Captain Cold? I I could see that for sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. And then, again, a lot of this feels like the TV show. They're using Jay Garrick as the mentor for Barry Allen. 
to use his, right. his speed powers. Sounds like the TV show there. <laughs> but they're looking for an A-list actor to do this, uh, a la Tom Cruise or, or an older A-list actor. Uh, that makes sense because you you got to kind of throw somebody on the poster that's going to get people to this movie. Yeah, I, I think it, it works. I mean, it kind of works well. Marvel kind of did that. Um, they had, what, Jeff Bridges for Iron Man, uh, Stanley uh, Tucci for Captain America. Yeah, and they've like had, like, Jeff Goldblum, the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. have had um, Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. So I think DC could do something like that. Yeah, I mean... It, be inspired by Marvel. Don't imitate them. Be inspired by them. So I, I, I'm okay with that. And a winter 2020 release date to line up with the Captain Cold. Room. No, that's not what it is. But um, you think they can make a winter 2020 release date at this time? Oh man, I'm just looking at the uh, I'm just looking at the 2020 release schedule um, from our upcoming on releases page. Slate has been very man, helpful today. Yeah, it's been very helpful. And there's just so many untitled uh, DC movies on here. We got one in February. We got a cyborg movie possibly coming out in April. Uh, we got another another DC movie for June 5th. And then in June 19th, we've had uh, Green Lantern Corps thrown around. And then we have another one in coming in the, the winter. I don't think we can cram them all in there, but we're going to have to find I think out. literally every other movie other than Shazam, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman 2 are like off the radar now. Yeah. Uh, we've not gotten any official confirmation from them. So these are the last ones that we were officially confirmed of. But I think... It's gonna be a Flash movie and maybe a new, a new character maybe in the in the middle of that kind of like a yeah. Shazam, like a, an opposite of Shazam. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe that Black Adam movie might hit 2020. The Rock's making movies left and right these days. It seems so. Yeah, <laughs> squeeze him in there. But yeah, I think I think 2020 is doable uh, if that was what their goal is. So uh, we'll knock on wood. Are you ever excited to hear news for the Crow movie? <laughs> I've never seen the Crow. Uh, so I have no stake in that uh, franchise. I don't either. But Jason Momoa was attached to star in it and with uh, director Corn Hardy, and everyone's very excited about it. And then this week they both decided to leave the project, leaving it in limbo yet again. Uh, call it the unfilmable reboot. It's what we're going to do. So <laughs> um, if you're excited about The Crow, um, you're going to have to go get your white makeup on and cry in the corner because it ain't going to happen <laughs> with Jason Momoa anymore. So There you go. Doom Patrol, the TV show, the spinoff that gets a backdoor pilot in um, the Titans sh- show. Uh, I think this is done by, uh, was it Greg Berlanti is also working on this one as well? Yeah, him and his 13 other shows. <laughs> At minimum 13. Um, audition tapes for the role of Cyborg have been uh, released on Vimeo, uh, showing a, a bunch of uh, actors reading for the roles. Um, just I watched it. This is a very dark, realistic tone for this series. Like, mm-hmm. it's less like the movie was even less serious than this was the justice league movie version. <laughs> um, but there's some adult language in those movies. They, they don't hold are in these videos. They don't hold back on this show. Like if they, if this was lines from it, um, they are not very, very, uh, I guess kid friendly on the show. Yeah. So. Well, we know it's going to be on a streaming platform, so they don't really have to worry too much about that uh, network language barrier. But I think we're, we were talking off mic uh, before we started recording that like uh, audition tapes are like the most boring thing ever, mm-hmm. unless you were watching them um, uh, in the past. Like maybe like Tobey Maguire's like casting tape for when he just before he became Spider Man. That's interesting because you've already seen him be Spider Man. Like this would just be like, oh watch this person you've never seen before audition for her role. It's like and, eh, then, okay. and then not get it. <laughs> yeah. Um last week we had Thrawn audition tapes. This week we have uh 
Doom Patrol audition tapes. All these are on Vimeo. Is that like where you want to go if you want to find audition tapes? I guess like yeah. head over to it's, Vimeo and take a look. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, they're boring. God, they're so <laughs> boring. So I agree with that. But I, I guess if they're gonna cast, this will not be connected to the movie universe. Mike, I guess is at the end of the day is kind of what we're confirming here. So um, I think we kind of knew that. But the DC Universe streaming service is looking to. Take on the real dark and gritty stuff, Mike. The, my least favorite words when describing a movie. <laughs> you like Sonic the Hedgehog? You ever play the games growing up? Gotta go fast. I hear a Is lot that of a yes games. or no. I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I have a mixed Sonic the Hedgehog feelings. I'm a Mario guy for sure. Okay, so I had I had a Sega and a, a Genesis and a regular Nintendo. I missed the Super Nintendo era. So we had Sonic Two because that literally comes with every Sega Genesis ever, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I don't like he can't save. That was that was a bummer. And he's kind of <laughs> like a, he's kind of like Dragon Ball Z because he can go into a supersonic mode, which is all golden and invulnerable. And I'm like, That's there's true. a lot of parallels here. Um, but James Marsden, the guy who will never age, has been cast in the human <laughs> lead role for this movie. Um, this is gonna be such a weird movie. I just don't know how they're gonna adapt it, man. I just I just for some reason I get the like idea of like the Garfield movie in my head, like <laughs> something real stupid or. Um, you know what was that Brandon Fraser movie where he's being attacked by cart? No, he was in the Looney Tunes two movie or something like that. So it's just not looking good in my head. So hopefully, <laughs> maybe change our mind a little bit, and we can get excited with some Power Rangers news because oh, wow. I know you're Power a big Rangers. fan of the first movie. <laughs> um, Hasbro apparently, rather than light like purchasing just like the toy rights for Power Rangers, has purchased like the entire franchise rights. To Power Rangers now. It so. was probably like a bargain at this point. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, Saban, I don't think they knew what to do with it, so that that's fine. Uh, but apparently, uh, Hasbro's planning on new movies sooner than later for Power Rangers. Uh, I I think the old one is not offensive. The the one that just came out was not offensive, but it didn't. It took a long time to get anywhere good uh, or enjoyable. Not good. I might use this is good. like the perfect example of vertical integration. Uh, yeah. Hasbro is just like, we're going to buy the power Rangers. We're going to make the movie. And then we're also going to make the toys that are from the movie. And then we're just going to make a lot of money that I way. I think the Hasbro person used the word exploit the potentials of power Rangers. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but if this is in the Hasbro's wheelhouse, uh, what else do we know that's in Hasbro's wheelhouse, Chris? Uh, a bunch of other movies because they have a <laughs> lucrative deal with Paramount, and I'm not really excited about any of these other movies they're doing. Do you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I, they are. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be weird, man. <laughs> it is. So the Bumblebee movie is one of these. Oh, in the Transformers God. franchise. Hey, look, the gods have spoken and said Michael Bay's Transformers franchise is done. We are done with his. We're taking it off the, the slate. We're gonna start new, hopefully. And have some new directors with some better vision and actually have fun with this. But the Bumblebee trailer, we can't avoid it. It's coming out in December with uh, your favorite actor, John Cena. Uh, the trailer <laughs> arrives June 5th. So uh, that is this week. That is the day you thought Aquaman would be here. Well, then it sounds Are like Are you actually predicting with... Transformers trailers <laughs> instead of... Sounds like Aquaman's going to be competing with Bumblebee. It's just so weird that even though we hate these Transformers movies, they make a ton of money still, even though they've been declining in the past couple of years. Um, they're just like this juggernaut of a franchise worldwide, and it's just so funny that it's kind of going out almost on this whimper of a Bumblebee movie, it feels like, because Bumblebee just feels like such a small-scale character, and, you know, the movie being small-scale could end up being great for it. It could actually end up being an entertaining movie, but it's just such a weird movie to go out on, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I totally agree. I'm, 
I'm actually pulling up the box office mojo here to look up how much money Transformers has slowly made <laughs> over the years because like that's kind of sad. Um, let's see, I don't they don't have numbers on these, so I don't remember what was last night the last one. I think possibly. I think I, so. Yeah, Anthony with like Hopkins. the King Arthur and stuff. Yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah. Okay. So gross, it made only 130 million. Looks like um, that's oh, domestic though, right? Uh, yeah. This is gross. I'm trying to figure. I mean. The last one was the weakest of all of them. It made six hundred and five million overall. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen, which I think was the third one, which was the worst, made like eight hundred thirty-six billion dollars or million dollars. <laughs> and also, you got to count all of the product placements that were probably in the movie. Like, how much did Mountain Dew pay them to put like okay. another Mountain Dew vending machine in there? So here it is at b- the bottom. Dark of the Moon made one point one billion dollars. Age of Extinction made one point one billion dollars. The last night made six hundred and five, so they lost almost half of that money in the second movie or the last movie. So, um, I think people are just getting tired of it. Just, <laughs> just getting tired. Bumblebee will probably be the lowest of all of these, uh, other than the '80s Transformers the movie, which made five point eight yeah. million dollars. But um, safe to say, you know, it is kind of weird and almost um, poetic that the Bumblebee movie is going to be closing out the Transformers franchise, but also the Bumblebee movie news is closing out our show, Chris. It is, very much so, because I save the worst for last. You know that. <laughs> uh, just to rally up a little bit before we go. But uh, if people want to hear all our reviews we're doing this year, because we've got so many review episodes, uh, or what you're doing on your own time, where can people find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing out there in the world, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Head over to Instagram, Valdan, I think it's 87. I always forget this because you know, I don't look at my own account. You'll learn, you'll learn it one week. Yeah, one of these times I'll, I'll look at it. Um, or you can head over to Comic UI or, uh, and find me there. That's about it I can think right now. Uh, it's been a long day, Mike. Long weekend. Um, if people want to listen to those shows we did about all the reviews or other news episodes to see all your predictions and how many times you got right, because we know <laughs> it's at least maybe a dozen. Maybe. Uh, where can people find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com to find all the avenues we host our little show if you're not subscribed yet, and to also see our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that Wreck-It Ralph poster and look at all those little Easter eggs there, or if you want to see that crew jacket from Avengers 4, maybe you can discern some sort of truth out of that logo that we don't quite see yet. Uh, you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch over at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. You can get t-shirts, hoodies. It might be too warm for hoodies. I don't know. Maybe you live in a, a cool climate. Maybe you still want a hoodie. You can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. And if you're a fan of the show, we love hearing from you. We love your feedback. Uh, we'd love it if you would review the show wherever you listen to it. That's super helpful. That's like mm-hmm. the best thing that you could possibly do for us if you uh, love the show. And uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, you know, if you want to get that uh, tattooed across your forehead, like our <laughs> beloved Joker from the Warner Brothers uh, franchise, uh, you can do <laughs> that. Uh, you can do that by sharing the show with a friend, sharing the show with a buddy, and we will be here next week, boys. That's right. And girls. Yeah, and and girls. girls. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. But I was like, even just a dollar is enough incentive to get people watching.